Welcome everyone to Business Growth on Purpose. My name is Jose Palomino. I'm CEO of Value Prop Interactive. And it is my great pleasure every week to be interviewing experts from around the world, owners of other B2B businesses, and sometimes just sharing some of my personal insights from decades of helping businesses grow on purpose. Thanks for joining us and enjoy the episode. Welcome everyone to another episode of Business Growth on Purpose. I'm your host, Jose Palomino, CEO of Value Prop Interactive at valueprop.com. And I am continuing a topic that I started developing last week, which is leveraging the abundance of the moment to create lasting value for your company. Leveraging the uh, the abundance of right now, the orders coming in, the fact that there's been a backlog of demand in the market because of supply chain issues. And now more and more of the people in manufacturing, other heavy industries that we're talking to are telling us that their problem is not getting orders. They're getting orders. And, and frankly, they're happy about it. They're so happy, in fact, that I've heard, uh, I've actually heard this comment. We are getting so much business right now that we've cut our marketing and our sales and lead generation activity by 75%. And I remember hearing that and thinking, wow, one, I'm excited for that person and that company that seems to be doing very well right now, making serious banks. So don't apologize for making bank when you can, because sometimes you can't. But I also saw that as incredibly short-sighted. How do you not Think about your overall strategy, because if you're in a moment right now where those kind of orders are flowing in, then you have to, if you've been around the block a few times, if you've been doing this more than a couple of years, you know these things are cyclical. And all we have to do is look around the world right now and we see a world that is constantly in transition. And by the way, it has always been that way. It's not a new phenomenon. Uh, there's an illusion, a nostalgic illusion that there were periods of time that were more, um, you know, more tranquil, more predictable, and, and probably maybe like the Eisenhower years in the 50s felt that way. But we had like the Korean War at that time. So things were happening. The 60s, the 70s, we could keep going. And if you go back, obviously, be, before uh, the 50s, you end up with World War II. And then not be, long before that. Uh, the Great Depression and the World War One, and that's just in the last century. Yes, at the same time, you have the airplane, you have computers, you have all these amazing developments taking place in the last hundred years that are positive developments. But the simple reality is that there's change is and is always churning change. So if you're in a business right now, and I'm talking to you, especially if you're in manufacturing, if you're in heavy industry. So maybe you're a contract manufacturer. So you're actually a service provider using manufacturing as how you deliver. Or you're an OEM. You actually make a branded product and you market it. And orders are just coming in. You're busier than you've ever been. So I would ask you this one very simple question. And just pause as I ask this question and think about it. Because it's, it's a tough question, and, and I mean no, uh, no insult by asking the question, but it's this. Is your current good fortune, is this current deal flow, this current um, book of business that's growing on you, that you, you're actually not able to handle all the orders coming your way, 
Is this happening as a result of your strategic decisions of things you've decided to do as you go into the marketplace, things, actions you've taken in your marketing, in your sales, in your lead generation? Or is this more a meta function of what's happening in the economy as a whole, i.e. pent up demand, people are finding who can fill this order and so on. And you're riding that wave. So did you create the wave or are you riding the wave? That's the question. That's an important question. And one, you have to be really honest about it and say, is this something we did or is this something that's happening? Because by the way, either way, no apologies. Don't, be, don't feel bad for that. If, if you happen to be in a wave right now where you served an industry that you chose some time ago and you served that industry and it's now booming and you're doing well. So I think back in with all the energy exploration, let's say over the last 10 years, if you were in that industry, things went well. Then, of course, there were ways where things like uh, oil went down, fracking stopped. And if you were supplying the fracking industry, you may have ground to a halt, too. And then it picks up again. And, and, and these are cycles that are things that affect you because you made some bigger choices earlier on. And that's really my point. Even the waves you choose to ride are strategic decisions. So what you need to do first and foremost is, is ask yourself, are we really protected? And what can we do to ride this wave safely? Because you can drown in a wave. Or if we want to use the language of bubble, and I'm not saying what's happening now is a bubble. This could be fundamental, intrinsic, good, uh, a good economic wave. And but we know recessions come and and downturns in specific industries, as I just alluded to, happen as well. So how do you protect yourself from that? How do you think about it? Well, first of all, you don't stop marketing. You don't cut your marketing budget by 75. percent That's not how you do it. I'm not saying you spend the same marketing budget the same way or you do the same lead generation activity the same way. But I talked uh, in my last episode where I went one-on-one with you as, as our audience, I talked about how you really needed to identify your best customer. But in other words, how do you find more like your best customer? customer? How would you clone them? What are the attributes that make your best customer your best customer? And by that, I don't mean your biggest customer, but I mean the one you would want more of if you could. And what is their biggest problem? So align yourself with creating value for your most important customers is something you should always do. So so how does marketing play into that? Or how does strategy play into that? Well, because if you're asking that question, you're really asking the question, what else could we do for this customer? Well, you don't understand. We're busy filling orders right now. And I'm saying, sure. But are all those orders, and this is the second thought, are they all delivering the margins you should be getting? Now, there's a difference between getting uh, proper margins for your business and gouging your customers, which they'll remember. But it doesn't mean you can't uh, go somewhere in that continuum. So you don't have to gouge them. But you also don't have to pretend it was like it's uh, 2019. You can say, no, things have changed. We have to make some adjustments. And we have to uh, adjust our pricing to reflect our current realities and the value of what we do. Now, you might be thinking, well, I don't want to throttle our growth. And, and certainly you do that very carefully and respectfully. But again, 
you do it where you align to value, where you know the work you're doing is more valuable to your customers, where they really see and appreciate what you do. Those are the customers you're having conversations with, even in the middle of this abundance. You have to align with value. You have to align with relevance to your customers, what matters most to them. If you do that, you'll be in a better position to be protected because then if things go into a downturn, you are an important partner, not just one of many suppliers who can make that part, not just a vendor. So you have to think about, are you really using this moment, this moment of abundance to create more value for your business? So you align with their problems. You also start thinking about maybe this is the time we, we launch something new to this to this audience. So we start thinking about maybe other ways you can package your services. Things that you used to do on a per order basis, maybe you start thinking about, say, we're making an awful lot of these uh, steel tubes for you. We'd like to come up with a one-year agreement on it so we can actually uh, better plan our logistics, our own supply chain issues, and prioritize your orders. And that could be value added. So these are all things you can start thinking about doing. But I think the number one thing I, I just really want to stress with you is you cannot stop thinking about planning for the future from today forward. You can't assume that this is just going to keep rolling the way it is because other companies who are your competitors will make these adjustments and they'll become even more valuable. They'll become more capable. Some of those companies that maybe couldn't handle the volume that you got spill over it. So you think, oh, this is amazing. We're just amazing people. We've gotten all these amazing orders. They're not going to just concede that territory uh, going forward. They're going to fight for it. So part of strategy is always thinking about how do you continue to create a competitive edge relative to your, to, to your competitors? How do you create an edge? How do you, how do you help your customers, your buyers? see the advantage of continuing to deal with you. Because if the spigot gets turned, maybe not all the way closed, but starts turning towards close, you don't want to be the, uh, the you got this abundance on the uh, uh, that you're living in right now, but you're the first ones being cut because you're seen as the spillover vendor, not as the strategic vendor, not as a strategic supplier. So how do you move to that? That's a big way that you... Take advantage of the current abundance. Think about that. So that's how you package your service. What are the value-added services you can offer? What else can you do for them? Do you really understand them? Those are the things that winning organizations that we'll look back on from this period of time, five years from now, we'll say those who took advantage of the moments and actually grew their business, not just because everybody was growing their business, that's the wave, but found ways to find new waves going forward. That's the superpower I really wish for you as a business. How do you see the next wave? How do you make sure you're always riding that wave? And, and you know, you think about it, I'm not a surfer, but I've seen them. You've probably seen documentaries of them. It's pretty amazing stuff they do. They actually are very good, not just at staying on top of the surfboard, but they're very good at spotting the waves they want to ride so they can actually score points. That's critical. So I just want to encourage you to enjoy the wave you're on now. And I, I hope for the sake of the country, for the sake of our world, uh, 
that this is sustainable, that these are growth things that are real, that people keep their jobs and, and there's prosperity abounding for the next decade. But I also know that things change and things change fast. And I know in March of 2020, working with some clients who were actually starting to see growth because of some changes in taxes and regulations and so on, they were actually starting to boom. And in March, 2020 came and boom, everything stopped. And then it stopped for about two months and then things started picking up slowly but surely, but they couldn't find workers and you may still be in that position. And now things are starting to boom as, as people are picking up the interest. So that's fantastic that, that that backlog is being filled now. But what happens after that? Is this just backlog filling or is this sustainable growth? And bigger minds than mine, than, and mine and, and major economists are all trying to figure that out right now. So it's unlikely we're going to figure this out right now. That's not the issue, no more than it's the surface issue to make the ocean the ocean. It is what it is, but can you spot those waves? Leverage the current abundance. Now's a great time. Carve out some time with your leadership team to think about what else can we do? Don't accept the thought that, well, boy, we're just so busy. We can't do one more thing. You're busy, but it may not all be optimal work. You're busy, but it may not be for your best customers. You're busy, but it may be that you're their third choice, but you said yes, and you could do the work. Be happy that you got called on it. But how are you going to leverage that moment so that, that that customer who wouldn't give you the time of day for the last 10 years and now is calling you to fill some orders, how do you leverage that moment so you can start letting them know that you're really available and ready to do even more valuable things for them? So on that thought, I just want to leave you with this thought, which is all of this is about designing your future on purpose. Hence, business growth on purpose. So to your success, this is Jose Palomino signing off. Thanks for listening to another episode of Business Growth on Purpose. If you like the show, hit subscribe and leave us a review to help other people find the podcast. And if you're ready to take the next step in driving intentional growth for your business, come check out what we're doing at valueprop.com. We've developed industry-leading programs and systems to help B2B owners take control of their growth. Until then, thanks for listening to another episode of Business Growth on Purpose.